This is Those Koreans from Guam, a podcast by two childhood friends now living halfway around the world from each other and discussing issues that are important in today's world. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to Those Koreans from Guam. I'm EJ. I'm June. Half a day. 안녕하세요. Half a day. 안녕하세요. So I think we usually kind of just shoot the shit and, you know, see where the conversation takes us. But I think today we need to talk about what happened in Atlanta. So um, today is exactly one week since a gunman shot down and killed eight people in the Atlanta area at three different places of business. And six of the people that were killed were Asian women. Six and we need to talk about that. So do you want to just, I don't know. So there's so much, um, mm. there's so many things. There's so many uh, aspects to this incident that, you know, and um, just, just, I guess, we can start by maybe describing what happened, who did what, you know, uh, how the police responded, and just different things like just, just, just so we're clear on our perspective of what happened before we start interpreting other things. So what happened was um, at three different. I don't know, spas they call them, but the press has called them massage parlors. I'm unclear if there was actual like sex work going on at these places or if so they were really massage places. Like I really am not clear on that. Yes, and I, I, I don't, it's, it's uh, it hasn't been determined yet. I haven't heard. But I think the media was very sure. quick to be like, Sex workers, sex, da, 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 da. And I was like. Well, I, well, it's, it's not, it's not, it, I, okay. So let me just, it's just a little bit nuanced. It's, it's not so much that the, I think the media wanted to label it as a brothel, but I think it's because of what the, the perpetrator, the, the shooter had said, why he, why he did what he did. So right. first, yeah, so the first thing is that he definitely targeted uh, on the sign what it said, spas or, or massage places that were uh, mostly employed by Asian women. And he did that because, and he said not because he hated Asians, but because he had a sex addiction and so he assumed that uh, spas or massage places that have mostly Asian females were brothels, right? And yeah. that's why he went and targeted and he killed, um, you know, uh, eight people, six of them being Asian women at three different uh, spas, right? 
Well, see, this is where I'm not clear as the timeline because when the police gave his press conference, which we'll get into that, but he explained where the shooter was kind of coming from and why he said he did what he did. But even before I heard it, which doesn't mean that was the chronology of what happened, but even before I heard about that press conference, there was already people who are sticking up for Asians going, Asians, especially Asian women, and they're tying it to like, and, and it's true, you know, Asian women are sexualized in a certain way and all this, but like, it just came up so fast for me where I was like, why, why are we talking about sex right now? Like, has it been confirmed that these were like what we call massage parlors on Guam? When we use the term massage parlors on Guam, it's pretty much, we know what we're talking about, but I didn't know I, yeah. that the terminology. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about brothels on Guam, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, and then also, uh, but see, that that's why there's so much to this incident because uh, I'm trying to, it, it's hard to focus on one thing because when we mentioned brothels, like should we discount like it's okay to kill prostitutes? You know what Absolutely I mean? They're not, not as they're not as human or like Absolutely we shouldn't not. be as sympathetic to you know. And were were they prostitutes? And were these brothels in the first place? You know what I mean? Like I just I'm getting then, really hung up on that because Asian women are sexualized already. And there's that stereotype. And then for media or whoever to make these connections right off the bat, it sort of feeds yeah, that I, stereotype you know, more. And that's the thing I have the yeah. problem with. I don't have a problem with, I, I don't think that any human life is less valuable. So if you're a sex worker, your life is not less valuable than mine. But I think we're the, the stereotypes is what I have an issue with more than anything. Yeah, so so that as well. And then also um, when you're saying like Asian women are sexualized, they're sexualized in a specific way. And it yeah. comes from, uh, you know, like, like popular, uh, I wanna say like, it, it comes from a lot of the, the, the World War II images. Right, Vietnam We're like, War, the Korean War, like the yeah. Vietnam War, and I don't want to, and I want to, I, I, I don't, I mean, there, those were things that American soldiers were experiencing, like, you know, Asian, you know, prostitutes or sex workers while they were, you know, over there in Vietnam or wherever, and then when you make the movies, you have to, you know, you have to kind of, you have to portray that, or it be it would be inaccurate of them experience that American soldiers had over there. But at the same time, if that's the image, like we were talking about last podcast, if the image that you see of black people are all like, you know, gangbanging movies and rap videos where they hold guns up in the air, you know, just a constant feed of that is gonna warp your perception of the average black person, which who has nothing to do with gangs or violence or any of that. And then it's the same thing with, with Asian women is if you're just constantly bombarded of, oh, me so horny, oh, whatever, long time, you know, uh, you know like in, in those Vietnamese, you know, in those movies. And like, it might've been an accurate portrayal of some of the things that were going on during the Vietnam War and some of the experiences that the American soldiers had. But when you put it on media and it's constantly blasted in, in, in a one dimensional way, 
then that's what it makes, it sexualizes Asian women in a way where they're considered sex workers or prostitutes or easy or like, you know, like. Right, and yeah, um, I think women are, you know, portrayed in the media a certain way and sexualized in different ways, depending on the races, but especially with Asian women, I think there's something there that's very obvious because of the very one-dimensional portrayal as you're talking about. Um, <clears throat> and I am and proud even, that in recent times, there is Asian. a more wide array of um, representation, but we're just starting that. It's just starting. So yeah, that image is embedded in our culture. Yeah, even, even, uh, even, even in uh, maybe not the war movies, even if they're not portrayed as, uh, even if they're not portrayed as prostitutes, they're portrayed as something like like a fetish, like yeah. like the dragon lady, or like you know even like Charlie's Angels, right? Like that was it's an old well that it just shows how how old we are. But <laughs> it's it's like it seems like a recent movie for me. But it, it it like you know the way Lucy Liu's portrayed, you know what I mean? Compared to Cameron Diaz, or you know like compared to the other two, mm -hmm. is like. The other two, you know, they're portrayed, their sexuality is portrayed in a different way that Lucy Liu was, right? Like Lucy Liu's character was like really kind of fetish type of dragon lady mm. kind of a We'd way. You'd have to go back and watch that, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so, yeah, let's go back to the actual incident, though. So what happened was... Yeah. Eight people were shot. Two of them were customers. So basically not Asian. They were visiting these establishment. One was there with her husband. And that's why I was kind of like, okay, is this really like a sex thing? But anyway, she was with not her husband. Not only that, but when I, when I see the pictures of the victims <clears throat> and their families, and you know, they're a little bit older. And, you know, they, they have, it seems like what, seems like a healthy family with kids and I and that, that's what made me kind of think like is this are you sure this isn't like a like a spa spa that's exactly what I'm saying like it kept sort of lurking and it was weird this is the first time I'm saying this I didn't post that at all on social media and I posted a lot of things about it but I didn't post that because I'm like is it just me that like I don't think those those dots should be immediately connected like yeah, well, well, yeah, and and that that's the thing is like, it's like, it's like I'm like they these women don't look like sex workers to me. Yeah, but then also what the sex like workers them. look like, and also who are the other yeah. people in the establishment, and maybe they just happen to be like the ajmas who clean and you know take care of the place. We don't know. So right, it could have been, it right. could have been, but I think there are certain assumptions that are being made without a lot of information. So I, I think well, that's so I, I think I think the main assumption, though, although there is a type of uh, prejudice towards, like, if you see a group of Asian female employees in an establishment that says spa or massage, you know, there there is an assumption, yeah. you know, because that does exist. So there is a prejudice. But I think with this particular incident, I would say that it's because of what the the shooter said that made yeah. it 
you know and so like a lot of people were you know we're agreeing and they're like no it wasn't a hate crime it was a cycle this guy's a cycle and he is he's a cycle he's got like, mental health even, problems even 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 if you were racist you'd have to be a cycle to do something like this yeah. you know what i mean you know it's not like it's not you know whatever like yeah he's crazy but like but you know to say that <clears throat> you know like racism wasn't a part of it doesn't make sense either because even if he was like it's not because i hated asians that i went out specifically to kill asians what he said was i have a sexual addiction and i wanted to put an end to it so that's why i went to the spas with a with with asian women working to kill them so to assume that Asian women working in a spa or prostitutes is already racist. And the only way that I would say that like his assumptions weren't racist is if he was like a regular at those spas. Right. You know, if he was a customer and he knew for sure that these were brothels <clears throat> with sex workers. Yeah. But if it was just he's never been to these spas before and he's just assuming and he's there to you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that any of this justifies it. It's just killing and this is just all, this is like really psychopathic things that are going on. But the element of racism can, can't be discounted, is what I'm saying. It can't. And I, I want to go through the two scenarios. So what you just posed, did he just go there and shoot up businesses that were spas, quote unquote, run by Asian people because he assumed they were brothels and it sort of like want to put an end to his sex addiction and that's how he did. Even then that that's a racist problem because, and that I'm not gonna take the fault away from the shooter. He should get the full burden of whatever he did wrong, but it goes back to the media. Decades of media portrayal and of a certain way that he would immediately make that connection in his brain and go and shoot up these Asians. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two, if he was a customer at these places and he was upset and he wanted to shoot these places, even then it's like, did, was it, I, I wonder, was it easier to do that because they're Asian? It's like, it's not one of your own. You sort of value them a little less so it's like, you know, it's a little bit easier for me to do that because these are people I don't, these are lives I don't value anyway. They're lesser than me. I'm more human than they are. I don't know how he saw it, and, and, but either way, race is playing an, a huge role in either one of those scenarios in different ways. And to say, and, and still the cops, the FBI, everyone has still not deemed this a hate crime. This is still not officially, a, they're saying there's not enough evidence yet to really make that declaration at this point. But from a bystander and from you know all of our perspectives, it's like, how is it not? How is it not a hate crime? Yeah, so I, I would say that uh, compared to other um, instances where things have been deemed hate crimes, I would say other things there were specific like 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 the like the like the perpetrator of the crime 
would admit that race was the reason why he committed certain crimes. So I think the, diff the only difference that I see is that in this instance, the shooter is saying no, right? He doesn't admit it. He doesn't admit, he, there's no admission from him that his motivation was race or was racial. I mean, I, I just love how, don't love, how much um, benefit of a doubt this person is given, how many chances he's given, how, like the press conference. Can we talk about that press conference now? That, okay, that shit was fucked up. Excuse my language. I try not to curse too much on this podcast, but holy shit, that cop needs to stop being a cop. When we say defund the police, let's defund them so that they don't hire people like that guy. Yeah, and there's two ways to look at it. One, you're appalled that you're sympathizing with someone that just killed eight people because either one, you don't, because you, because you sympathize and empathize with someone that looks like you, right? Someone that, you know, someone white, basically. Yeah. Or two, you don't have as much empathy or you don't see as much humanization of Asian women as you do a white man, right? It, it comes down to the race because I mean, the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement is all about how people who are not white, who are black are viewed as less than. It, so yes. this guy so would that have totally been shot dead on the scene if he was a black man doing this shit. Okay, he'd be dead. Yeah. yeah, so that opens it up to like another thing that that this incident brings up is is you know like I almost I feel that one it's appalling that you know like what I mentioned before that that the captain is sympathizing with the shooter and you know, not with the victims. Mm -hmm. But two, another thing that brings it up is like that, that same sympathy isn't afforded to other, you know, it seems like other groups or other people of color. And again, that's what we call privilege. And that's the yeah. privilege. It's like either, you know, it's, it's either show the same sympathy for everyone or for no one. And, and I'm more of the show it for everyone. Like, I don't think be, because I said, if that was a black guy, he would have been shot dead. I don't think that this white guy should have been shot dead. I think if this white guy, this white kid has been shown certain privileges and was listened to and, oh, he was having a bad day, a black shooter should be afforded those same privileges. It's equality under the eyes of the law. And this is law enforcement. So they need to yeah, I, act accordingly. It just is. It's just like, and uh, I mean, not to not not to switch subjects, but there was another mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado. Oh fuck! This is the end of the pandemic. Like as awful as COVID was, we didn't have mass shootings for a while, yeah. which was pretty. So but there, there was yeah. another one a couple of days ago. And yesterday. Ten, yeah, yesterday, ten mm. and ten people died, mm. including a police officer. Yeah. And. The, and the shooter is live and well. And he's Syrian 
or of Syrian descent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. And he'll get his day in court. And I hope that in any case, criminals, whether Syrian or black or white, are all, all afforded this. But while in this case, he may have been, you know, treated similarly, I'm going to assume, as a shooter in Atlanta, historically, most cases, people of color are not afforded this kind of treatment. Yeah, so, and so I just want to kind of shift to um, how we feel, like our perspective of how it affects us knowing that, you know, uh, six Asian women and many of them being Korean. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, it's one, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's frightening, right? It's extremely frightening. And I, and uh, because I, I have, um, I have family out there, you know, I have two cousins and their families that live in the Atlanta area. I have uh, friends out there, like, you know, like Tom, Thomas lives out there and, you know, like Josh lives out there and, you know, they, they live out there and, you know, they're, 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 they're Asian, you know, they're full Asian, they're, and it, it, it's, it, it's one, it, it's scary, and two, it hits you in the gut, it makes you feel like, you know, like, you feel, it makes you feel vulnerable, and number three, it exposes some of the privilege that we enjoy as Asians, that for the longest time, we didn't have that kind of uh, the same kind of life-threatening fears that other people of color have had forever. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw my story after. So for about two days, I was kind of numb. I was like processing this information. I was just like, this fucked up, but I don't know what I'm going to say. And when about two days after the shooting, they started, we started seeing images of these women and we started hearing their names and the names are Korean names. And um, we started hearing their stories and there's a woman who um, basically is a single mom who's leaving two very young sons. I mean, not very young, but young, young sons. I don't think they've graduated college yet. And, um, and that really hurt me to my core. It just broke me. And then what broke me even more is what you just said. It's like, well, first of all, when I saw this woman, I said, I don't need to know her story because I already know it. I know the struggle of not knowing the language, coming to this country and trying to make something of it because I witnessed my parents do it. You witnessed your parents do it. And sometimes, and even on Guam, as nice as the people are, there are, you know, sarcastic jokes are made sort of at their expense, but they don't even understand because they don't know English that well. And they're kind of being made fun of, but they don't even know all these things, all these things. We grew up seeing that. And to see this woman murdered and to see this boy basically in his GoFundMe, like she was a single mom. She's all I had. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent, all this stuff. It just broke me inside. And what broke me more was knowing that Black people, every time a Black person was gunned down, felt it this way to the core because Black people know their story, know the lifetime of 
being pulled over by cops, having to talk with your sons about shutting your mouth and just showing where your hands are when a cop is nearby and the pain that they feel because we were enraged by Black Lives Matter and we wanted to help the Black people too, but we didn't feel it like that. You and me didn't feel it like that because we don't know, we never lived the Black experience in America. But now exactly. these people lived our experiences and they're gunned down. And I felt that pain so deeply to my core and it broke me so much to think this is what Black people feel every fucking time, which is all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and all the time. yeah, and, and you really, know, really difference. Painful. And, 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 you know, we experience this much pain from seeing, you know, like our kin, like our, like other Koreans getting gunned down from random psychopaths, right? But with black people, they have to experience watching their kin folk or like, you know, their people get gunned down by police officers. Cops, by, yes. By people of authority that's supposed to protect you. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just, I, and, and, and and then and and then for 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 like the other Koreans or Asians out there that didn't support the Black Lives Matter movement or whatever, and they were on you know the the Blue Lives Matter tip or whatever it is, it's like, man, imagine if you know what happened constantly happened to only Asians or Koreans where cops were gunning them down, would you get so fucking pissed off that you would go throw a rock in the window, like? I would be fucking, you know, that I'll would throw many rocks and come completely enrage me, you know what I mean? And to and to like sit there in your in your in your high chair in your self-righteous high chair and 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 be condemning like the civil unrest is I feel like I'm not saying it's right to do all to write or any of that, dude, but if it, it's it's like you you just have no empathy for anyone else because it doesn't affect you. Yeah. You know? Well, now something happened even, that affects yeah. you. You know, now something happened that affects you and you want empathy from other people because as Asians, we only make 5%, make up 5% of this, of the population of the US, right? You need allies right now. We all need allies now. Mm -hmm. But were you a fucking ally when they needed it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not even talking yeah, about those Blue Lives Matter people. There were a lot of Asians who didn't take sides, who were silent. And now they're enraged. And I'm like, you silent mofos, even if you th thought Black Lives Matter, you were too scared to speak up. And now you care? Like, you are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. Yeah, I, I see all these people that were either quiet or even speaking up against mm -hmm. the black lives matter movement for whatever reason and you know like i all of a sudden they have their little facebook thing with the um what stop asian hate around mm -hmm. circle and i'm like mm -hmm. bro you know what i mean where the, where the fuck were you when 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 these people needed allies and these people needed our help and they needed our voice you know what i mean where were you when the same fucking, you know, president that was, you know what I mean? That, 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 that was, uh, rate, you know, like giving signals to white supremacists were saying things like Kung flu and, you know, calling China things the China virus, which you can't say ha doesn't have a direct effect on violence against Asians, right? 
it's a culmination of this constant, you know, like borderline racist, not racist, like signaling, mm-hmm. right? For 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 the last four years or whatever, right? And then especially last year because of the coronavirus, like like it's 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 like it's like now it's coming to a head and things like this are happening, right? And now you're like, oh, you know. Stop, stop Asian, Asian hate. hate. You know, like, you know, it, it's just kind of like, yeah, how the fuck are you going to stop it? How the fuck are you going to stop it when you, when you let the president of the United States say shit like Kung flu and let him get away with it, thinking there's going to be no consequences from the, the head of our country talk, you know, saying phrases like that. I know. Yeah. And also, how are we going to be supported if we didn't support? The thing is, supporting Black Lives Matters, you know, being outraged at what was happening at the border, all these racist things, the Muslim ban. If you weren't outraged at that, wouldn't a thinking adult know that at some point they're going to come for you? They're going to come for your people. And yeah, and I'm like, and they and did. I'm like, I, I'm, it's, it's like it's like that's the that's another that's one of the things that I don't understand about the Cubans in uh, Florida, you know, a lot of them, like how I'm like how I'm like look, you know what they're doing at the border, you know how they treat Mexicans, right? You know, like it's a matter of if you keep letting them do that, it's a matter of time until they come after you. You know what I mean? They'll find a reason to. They will. I mean, they'll find a reason to come after you, even if you think you're safe right now. And that's the thing. Yeah, I think I think the Cubans in Florida are so Republican Party is very big on using buzzwords and their biggest buzzword is communism. So you say communism and all the Cubans are like, hell no, we don't want that. That's why we came to this country. The thing is, the Democrats are not communists, like like making that tie. That's Republican rhetoric. And getting yeah. caught up in that rather than seeing what's really going on, people of color yeah. being persecuted, being discriminated against, instead of choosing to see that, you're so freaked out by this Republican propaganda buzzword. Like people need to wake up. People just need to wake up. Yeah, it's just, and then, and then just to bring it back to this issue is um, I, just one difference I want to make that I've already mentioned is that what happened to our community with the Atlanta shooting is I feel like it's hard to make a movement stop Asian hate because it was done by a psychopath. They're everywhere. You know what I mean? It was done by racists. They're everywhere. You see the all year last year, you see all the Karens, you see all, all the racist people. And maybe I'm a little bit cynical. But I've already I've given up on that a long time ago. Like, who am I going to protest against, right? Like, the, who the Proud Boys? Am I going to protest against the Proud Boys? You know, they don't give a shit who protests against them, right? But the Black Lives Matter movement is a definite protest against, you know, against against the police brutality, against police killings of Black people. And I feel like it's it's a definite movement that you can get behind. You can legislate. You can make things stronger. You can you can make sure that cops who kill like have 
you know, consequences that they don't just get hired the next week. You, you can do different things, right? And it, it just makes me feel like as like, as Asians who, when I look at the Asians who didn't support that, that are trying to come out and it's a little bit hypocritical, you know? It, it just seems like in one instance, you could have supported something that that you could have done something about. Here, you're like, stop Asian hate, but who are you saying that to? You know what I mean? Well, that brings us to the beginning of this podcast where we talked a lot about media representation and things like that. There's a lot in the system that's really geared against Asians. Yeah, there are these psychos punching elderly and shooting up the spas, but it's not about protesting against those guys. It's about protesting against the system, how we are portrayed, how we are viewed and the whole model minority thing. They talk about how, oh, all those Asians are doctors and lawyers and all this good stuff. Meanwhile, there's a ton of Asians living in poverty that are completely ignored because we're the model minority. So that the, the systemic stuff, and even Black Lives Matter, the police brutality was the catalyst, but there's a whole system against Black people. They, they have harder times buying homes. They have harder times getting access to good healthcare. There's all this stuff. So it's really the system. It's really how people view different races and yeah, just, overhauling that. Just, and it's going to be a long time yeah. before it is, but we need to start the work now. We need to start talking about it now so that maybe by the time yeah. our kids are our age, it'll be a little bit less of this, you know, a little bit less of this. Yeah, I, I guess I guess not, not to downplay it, but I just feel like, like for me, I feel like after white people, I feel like I have the most privileged in this country. Like, I, I felt feel like, like Asian that too, but that's the that's the model minority thing. That's white people having created this view of oh Asians are doing so great, and they are, some are, but then it it was this myth of these Asians being really good. Also, we're historically, um, culturally, just kind of like quiet, keep your head down. We've talked about this in other podcasts where you can't make eye contact, don't talk back. And, and then, and then I, a lot I of us, had... but that pitted. Black people against the Asians. It's pitting minorities against minorities, which makes us weaker, makes the white man stronger. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Is I think it's because we have lighter skin. So like, you know, like historically, if you look at like, like white supremacy and a lot of the white supremacist attitudes, they'll like take people of like lighter skin, even within the same like group. And they'll have them as like house slaves or like house servants. and. I feel like that's how Asians are viewed as like, they're not viewed as the CEO, they're viewed as like the accountants that come in and support the house. We're like the, we're like the house servants. Yeah, but even amongst Asians, we have darker skinned Asians, we have brown Asians, and those people actually do experience a lot because of skin color, they do experience a lot more um, racism that other people of color do experience. And then, the and, South then Asians, and then a lot of East Asians, yeah, and, the Western Asians, you know, like all of them. So uh, yeah, that's and a lot a little, of things that, yeah. yeah. And a lot of things that people don't want, don't, don't know if you're not Asian is that there's definitely hundred percent racism within oh. Asians. Like there's like the, uh, you know, the pretty much the Chinese, the Koreans and the Japanese. Mm -hmm. They're very much racist or looked down on like, like the Southeast Asians, like the, 
the Thais, the Vietnamese, the Cambodians, the Laotians, you know, like, like they, they do have a superior, like white supremacy. They have like a, a like a, like a Eastern Asian superiority. Yeah, and it does, it is really boils down to skin color and really a lot of that stuff. I mean, I'm married to a Southeast Asian, for those of you who don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And when I got engaged, my dad legit said, totally in the con, it, it almost feels like you stole his words because he goes, you know, my first choice would have been Japanese, Chinese, or Korean, or Korean, yeah, so racist. And then he goes, you know what? But then after that, like, if it's gonna be a, you know, a Southeast Asian, like Vietnamese or Thai, like fine. And then if it's a white guy, like, I really don't like it, but okay. But if it's a black guy, like, hell no. This is already after I'm engaged and he's already like breaking this down for me. This is how we're taught racism. So His level of racism. <laughs> and even though he said that to me and I totally, totally disagree with him. I think saying these kinds of things to people over their lifetime, there becomes an implicit bias. And it's something that I have to be very, very conscious of and be like, oh, that's that stuff. And it, it happens very in your subconscious. So in my conscious, I disagree with everything my dad said, 100%. But yeah, it's still in there somewhere. And it's something that I yeah. have to be conscious of constantly battling with and being like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, so this is yeah, crazy. and I just, I just wanted to like, it's just one of, it's just, it's, it's hard to talk about such a, an incident with, uh, with so many different things that you have to be aware of. Where like, when you want to speak about certain things, like, in no way am I downplaying. The incident or downplaying racism against Asians or against my people, you know what I mean? It, it's it's no, it's not that, but you you do have to. It's very difficult to separate it from, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement because of because, you know, it, it was one of the biggest things that happened last year in it, and I and I just. You know, I have a couple people on my Facebook, and you know, like, like a couple late black ladies that I know, and they, you know, they post a lot of stuff, and we, for the most part, we, 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 we post like thing, we repost, you know, each other things. But one thing that she posted was like how uh, I don't know how true this is, but how Asians and Asian, some Asian Americans were calling upon the black community to be allies for them to like go out and protest and things like that and she posted the article and she was like you know she put get the fuck out of here man you know like 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 hell no you know where, where the fuck were you when we needed strong when we needed strong allies and we were dying and shit you know and guess what i, I, understand, I understand that but white supremacy wins when i see that i'm like white supremacy wins that's yeah what I, but at the yeah, at the same time, I wasn't offended because I'm like, you know, she, I'm like, you're not wrong. That was, you know, whatever. But I think it was just like an initial reaction. But I know, like, you know, like if you go through my Facebook 
all of last year, you'll see like I'm like, super, you know, I'm a super crazy guy with like <laughs> I feel very strongly about that issue, right? It's it's like no secret, mm-hmm. but like you know, I, I, you know, later on she put like, no, I, I know some of you are are out there, or whatever. And she's just saying like, you know, most of you, and that's true, you know, like most i i feel like i saw like a lot of even besides you you know like and men and but that's it you know like all my other asian friends they were either one they were quiet you know they were neutral or they were actually taking sides with the white supremacists a majority of my asian friends were just quiet they were not taking sides none of my friends that i know of but um most of them were very quiet and very neutral or just scared to speak up. And I did a, I did an Instagram story last week when I was so overcome with emotions. And I was basically like my Asian friends who didn't say anything for this past year when George Floyd was killed, when Breonna Taylor was killed and you didn't say anything, you guys are being part of the problem. Like we can't, we can't expect allies if you guys stay quiet this whole time. And that's what really sort of enraged me because I think that the hurt that the black people, the black community feels is just, I mean, what we're feeling is just a fraction. And I don't wanna like quantify things because this is a huge blow to our Asian community and eight lives are lost, six of whom were Asian women, hardworking Asian women. I don't wanna discount that, but there's really a bigger issue and it's all of us against white supremacy. At the end of the day, that's what it has to be. And I and I wanna like, also just make it clear that we're not saying all of us against white people. We're saying all of us against white supremacy because most white people in this country are also against white supremacy. Yes, that is absolutely correct. My white friends, my white friends have been more vocal about even Black Lives Matter, even what's happening right now with the Asians. They're more vocal than my Asian friends are. You know, so I appreciate my white friends and my white allies, but the white supremacy is what we're really against. And white supremacy but, okay. is not always so, KKK hoods. It's, there's a lot less subtle um, signs of white su- supremacy in our country. So that, so let me, so that kind of brings us into what uh, Asian silence. It's a thing. It is a thing. But you know what? Can we talk about this next episode? Because this one's getting really long, and I feel like Asian silence is going to make this another half hour long. We're oh no, we can, we can, we can, uh, like on this, on this. Uh, it just shows you how hard this incident hit us because we. I'm pretty sure we can go for another five hours, and it won't be enough time. I agree. It wouldn't be enough. But the Asian silence thing is something we need to talk about. Can we like? Hmm. Next week. Next week. Asian silence. Yeah, so guys, soon. tune in next week and we shall continue. And um yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to say that uh I just like this podcast is more about our perspective and our feeling and 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 how it's affecting us mm-hmm. more than maybe like specific facts or things that we might get wrong, you know? So I, yes, I just maybe- correct us if we're wrong, but this is really just, and we don't represent the Asian community. These are just our individual opinions and, you know, our right. feelings and that's all really. Yes. 
All right. Thanks guys for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. We're going to talk about Asian silence. We are. Okay. Bye okay. now. Thank you. Bye.